0: Your match in uh, the Speed Chess Championship against Arjun Eri that was absolutely wild. Uh, Back and forth, he started off super well. You came back in the 3 plus 1, I mean, and after that in the bullet section, that was just madness. Uh, Take us through the match.
1: Yeah, it it was, I think, a match defined by... uh, We both had our streaks, you know, we both had our momentum, which shifted back and forth. It was a very tough match, but I can't say I've ever had an easy one of these matches. I've had matches where I haven't done too well, and it was a bit lopsided in my opponent's favor, but I've never had a match where it was very easy for me, except maybe a few years back. But against Arjun, I really didn't think I was, if I was a favorite, it was a very slight one before the match. And after the five minute portion, I already felt like I was an underdog. He was just playing better than me
0: yeah it felt that way especially in the five plus, uh, one portion actually are you used to playing this five plus one three plus one and then one plus one or do you play this only in the speed chess championship and title tuesdays
1: well one second increment is unusual and over the board chess it's always a two second increment five two three two yeah uh and three one is is commonly used in the title tuesday that's that's the title tuesday uh form uh time patrol so I'm used to that one but besides that besides playing the occasional title tuesday i'm not really used to it and uh five one 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 i don't really play at all except for the speed chess championship which happens every year and you know i I might play one or two matches usually in the speed chess championship and uh get a little bit of practice in one one and five one but not too much traditionally i think five one has been my best time control but this time it was my worst which made me very worried yeah um after five minute I was like, okay, this is usually my best one. And um on the other hand, like from a logical point of view, that made sense so I should be very worried. But on the other hand, I kind of felt optimistic because I was very happy just to be done with the five minute. I thought, okay, three minute I, I don't have to like labor over my decisions. I can just play. I played very intuitively with the, in the three and one minute portions. I wasn't calculating much only trying to calculate when when I was low on time as best I could Uh, but the start of the game I was just playing very quickly and intuitively
0: yeah uh, it felt that way I was watching the match between Spain and Costa Rica and Spain was just completely demolishing Costa Rica and then Arjun was also demolishing you in the five plus one and I was like do I turn this thing off or like what's What's the plan here? And then uh, I looked away for like five minutes. The three plus one started and you were already six and a half, six and a half. And I was like, okay, I guess we have a match on our hands. What do you feel he was doing better in the five plus one? Or uh, was it you? Was it your form? Did you feel like you needed some some time to tune up your decision making? What was uh, the big differentiator, I guess, at the beginning?
1: Yeah, I think it was a combination. Um, Definitely, I was a bit... Uh, Rusty at the start, I I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't seeing things necessarily, but I wasn't playing. I was playing slowly and a bit laboriously and uh, things changed completely in the three and one minute. So maybe I needed a bit more time to get into it. I definitely felt a lot better after I got into it for, for a bit. I also thought, okay, at some point the lead was six, three for him. Three point lead is dangerous, but it's not unheard of to come back from that. I also like tried to take some inspiration from past matches and last year I played Maxime and at some point I had a three point lead and then he equalized it and he even got uh and I think at some point a three point lead himself in that match so so sometimes these things you know they go back and forth and someone takes a lead and then completely collapses yeah so I, I wasn't I didn't think the match is hopeless at any point there have been times when I thought a match is hopeless like as someone i was playing lev i think 2018 in the same format and after a while i just felt like i'm not coming back from this match also
0: ah, oh, that was when we player... were in
1: uh in in we camp in... right yeah we were in a camp at the farm yeah
0: i remember that was a complete disaster
1: <laughs> no that match was a disaster yeah. but also i feel like some players they do very well with momentum and levon is one of them yeah and some players and i i don't know arjun very well to say this but I've noticed that he sometimes uh, gets to a hot start, and then he tapers off a bit, which might be that he's trying to like preserve his lead, which is a very natural thing for people to do. Once they get a lead, they want to preserve it. And you know, just coast to to the match finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the best strategy is actually to uh, continue putting pressure on your opponent, trying to extend the lead as much and keep the momentum going. Because once you like over the momentum it can shift very dramatically like like it, it happened in the match so there were a few factors that gave me some optimism even when things were looking quite down
0: when did you feel like the match is starting to turn uh was it as soon as you started piling up the victories was it any specific game that you could uh point towards what was that specific moment
1: yeah so the three minute I already felt from the start that things were going very well just with the first game then he ran into my prep it was one of the few lines i prepared for this match was he had been playing the Slav very recently in the champions tour and uh, the chess 24 champions tour yeah so i saw he, he was playing the Slav in like every game against prognanta against um uh, against uh shakriar so i thought okay i should at least prepare for this because arjun plays everything under the sun opening wise but his most recent one he was very faithful to the Slav. So at some point, he he was like avoiding it, avoiding it, and then he went for it, and I got my prep in up to bishop takes b5 I had prepared. So that was very, very valuable, of course, that I got basically, I wouldn't say a free win, I still had to play well, but um, I got a huge head start on that game and was able to win that game. So that, that was very important. And then he gained the momentum back in three minutes. So the last game of three minutes, it was so important for me to win that that I came into the bullet with an even score I really felt good about bullet after I won that last three-minute game uh from a completely like unpleasant position for most of it
0: and that's a that's an interesting thing that you're saying you felt good about the bullet because a lot of people were saying in anticipation of this match that the bullet is going to be uh very difficult for you I don't know exactly why I don't know Arjun as being this um bullet beast or at least i cannot remember seeing him just uh, wiping people off the floor in the bullet section how did you feel about the bullet was was that something that you checked his games before were you like worried about it at all or what was uh what was your feeling before the match
1: well I, i have to say um i'm never very confident about bullet because i know that i can play well or i can collapse it's very easy for me to collapse as well if I'm not feeling 100% physically, uh, if I'm not seeing the board very clearly, I can just uh, play terribly. Mm. But I can also play extremely good bullet. Um, it is possible for me sometimes. Like if if I'm not blundering simple tactics, my intuition to play good bullet and gain a lead on the clock early on is is pretty decent. And I didn't think Arjun is like a specialist in bullet. You know, yeah. he, he's a he's an excellent player, so of course he's good in bullet, just by virtue of that but he's not like, let's say, Andrew Tang style, Mm -hmm. whose strength doesn't increase when he's playing bullet. Like, um, you know, when I play Andrew Tang in one minute, I understand that I'm the better player than him, but I'm also like the underdog in bullet. He's just going to outplay me when it comes down to to playing with a few seconds on your clock. With Arjun, I didn't think uh, that was the case. So I, I thought, yeah, if I'm playing okay and coming off the three minute I thought I was playing okay in time control then it's 50 50 maybe I would even give myself a slight nod because I I haven't seen him uh play bullets so religiously you know or uh,
0: exactly yeah yeah he's not on I I don't see him that often on chess.com that's the funny well, he point. played the bullet
1: championship the bullet uh chess championship on chess.com right which was a double elimination knockout
0: how did he do in that one
1: I think he won, he didn't won win that one plus one. No? no, no, I mean, no. Of course, no. He, he. The only players who had a chance to win, I think, were Hikaru and Andrew Tang, and Hikaru ended up winning. Yeah, not surprising, right? Hikaru is uh, is the best player in the world as a, the best bullet player in the world. I would say.
0: Absolutely, but also there's a big distinction between uh, just the pure bullet that we kind of grew up with, also uh, the one plus one which you guys were playing yeah, I think one plus cool. one is such a different beast right because in one plus o, you can get a completely smashing position and then if you don't have enough time you just lose on time and that's what actually yeah. differentiates Andrew Tang and Hikaru as well in that time format with one plus one if you get a good position a winning position a technically winning position you're probably going to convert that so it's that's a huge huge difference and I feel that that plus one second definitely helps you in general
1: yeah for sure I mean I don't think it helped me against Arjun because I don't think either of us are bullet specialists mm. in the way that let's say uh, Tang is uh Danya is very clearly yeah a bullet specialist uh Hikaru obviously although Hikaru I think is more like he's just very good at playing low on time while Uh, When I see guys like Andrew or Danya, when they're pre-moving, I I just like, I can't do this This skill I just don't possess. (laughs) I mean, I can pre-move, but I can't pre-move high-quality moves, which they can do, which to me is astonishing. Like, um, you pre-move and you don't blunder. Uh, While to me, pre-moving is just, okay, I'm just trying to flag you, you know? To them, it's almost like an arc. So I I can't, I don't possess that skill, but I don't think that, I think very few people do. Maybe it's, you know, Danya... Uh, Andrew Tang, uh, Hikaru. I think Magnus will also be very good at bullet, but again, just because he's such a good chess player mm. that he has that quality which doesn't really go away when he's done. Well, yeah, he goes away, but it doesn't go away as, as much as other players when he's down to a few seconds. But yeah, you're, you're right. 1-1 one, one and 1-0 one, is just a different game. The same way that 1-0 30 seconds is a different game
0: magnus also plays a lot on the internet yeah we know he's pretty much famous uh, streams drunken streams when he just uh you know has fun with his buddies and he plays a lot of bullet he really enjoys that and i think he plays on leeches quite a lot um i think there was a moment at some point where he won from 5-3 to 6-3 and i th- believe it was a completely equal position and then you just forgot about your time or something along those lines and I felt yeah. like you were going to get tilted at that point. I could see it on your face. I think you like threw up your hands in the air, and if I'm not mistaken, you even took like a short bathroom break to just like splash some water on your face or whatever oh, you did.
1: Like so. So I'll just explain. These breaks yeah. are not based on the players. These are scheduled breaks, Got it. which are in the middle of the segment. So for the five minutes, since it's a 60-minute, uh, um. Sorry, since it's a 90 minute segment, mm-hmm. after 45 minutes, we get a five minute break for the three minute, Since it's a hour long segment, we get a, a five minute break 30 minutes through. So it's not, I didn't take a bathroom break. Right. We, we both got a bathroom. We go, both got a break, a uh, five minute break and yeah, I was very tilted. I mean, I just, it wasn't that I forgot about my clock. I just froze like what I don't do. Usually I don't, I don't run out of time. I usually find a way to make the moves, even if they're bad moves and I lose. I don't flag. But I flagged in that game. I flagged in, in at least one other game.
0: And I think so, that was the yeah, game I... uh, where you had rook, knight, and two pawns versus rook, bishop, and one pawn. And then he got your G pawn and yeah, you didn't manage to run with a B pawn.
1: I had six seconds and it was a draw. A, yeah. a, a yeah. more pleasant draw for him, of course. He was the one who could press there. Uh, and I was going to... I wasn't where to play rook because I could have given a check, which is what I was going to do, and it actually gave me an alert on the screen that like you ran out of time <laughs> before you were able to execute your move rook g1. I yeah. think it was rook g1. But I remember one. Yeah.
0: And,
1: um, I'd never seen that before, but yeah, I, I just hesitated. I was just freezing with a few seconds left, which usually wouldn't happen. It showed that I was kind of yeah, I was a little bit out of it at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean that was a really fun match I have to say and then you guys entered the three plus one and I'm trying to he played the dragon against you I was like holy smokes how is he playing the dragon and the dragon is supposed to be uh obviously much worse but he played But this... he's,
1: he's a dragon expert
0: he played this queen b6 line right in dragon
1: yeah but Arjun is actually a dragon expert he he prepared it quite well he was playing in the world wrapping blitz championship hmm. uh I, I knew that he could play the dragon I didn't prepare for it but I knew that it was a possibility that he could go for. So yeah, that that was um, not a surprise at all. Did you have what anything ready for it? B. Sorry, what's that?
0: Did you have anything ready for it?
1: Did you do some prep before? No, no, because I thought, okay, I won't play much e4. And if, if I play e4 after d6, I'll play bishop e5 check. But, you know, in the heat of the moment, you just decide what to do on the spot. So in that game, I forgot that he plays a dragon. I played d4 thinking I'll play something in the night orf. And then he played the dragon. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's what he does. It's not exactly what I wanted to go for because it's hard to handle without preparation and blitz. But I kind of remembered something about it. He obviously knew it a bit better. uh, So the opening was a success for him. But it certainly wasn't a surprise for me that he could play the dragon.
0: And uh, I think you, uh, you actually won that, right? If I'm not mistaken, that game in the dragon. No, no, that was the game where I flagged oh was that the game you guys flagged yes. okay that yes. was the flagging game all right all right did he repeat a dragon after that
1: no I think I was mostly avoiding E4 after that oh really what were you what and were he, you he started, started switching which was a pleasant surprise for me in general that he didn't stick to one set of openings
0: mm. Mm.
1: because I thought that if anything will be a downside for me not, one thing could be preparation yeah that I don't really have the motivation to prepare a million openings for these blitz matches. I don't do that. I mean, I prepared a little bit, you know, but uh, the guy plays like a dozen different openings. I I didn't feel like going through everything and getting all my openings in check. So I thought if he really just sticks to one, this will be super annoying, but it looked like he also had the same approach. He didn't prepare for it very specifically. He wants to play some French, some this, some that, which for me was a a pleasant surprise. a guy like Wesley who plays Berlin every single game <laughs> is somewhat more annoying because then he just plays it and at some point you run out of stuff to do against him. Yeah. And this is, he is the same way. He plays Berlin with why he might experiment, but he sticks to his openings that he knows better than anyone, you know? Yeah. Which is a very annoying approach. I was kind of happy that Arjun didn't go for that. By the way,
0: um, let's uh transition yeah and and of course i mean it was it was a good finish to the end of that match uh, i felt in the bullet section you were doing really really well and i think you saved actually some crucial uh games it was one where he had a pawn on h2 and um it looked completely busted and you yeah I, saved that one. I, I think you saved a couple
1: back to back and then I, I also like, saved okay, a that, position where he had connected past pawns on like B3 and C3. Yes, at some point they became like B2, B3, C2, and I'm I just have a blockade. But I realized that in time trouble, it's very difficult to break a blockade when your king is potentially weak. So I was happy I got to that stage where his pawns aren't promoting, you know. And, and yeah, but this, there were a lot of lost positions I saved. I was quite quite proud to have not collapse at various moments
0: yeah I could see it on your face actually you were uh cracking a smile that was pretty pretty encouraging um how do you approach those last couple of games when you know that everything is on the line so the score is pretty much you won by the way the last two games mm-hmm. and I think before those last two games the score was completely tight I think it was something along the lines of um
1: 12-12 yeah I choked a bit in that Benoni game I blundered d5 then I saw the good position then he blundered queen f6, I was winning. Yeah, and then and then he lost. that one. I played this move knight f5, which is so tempting. And then I realized later that my knight on g3 actually kills all of his counterplay. And if I play rook takes e5, he t- has to take back with the pawn. He has no check on h1 because my knight on g3, and then I just play d6. And not only does he have no check on h1, he can't go to h4 to trade queens because I always have this knight f5 resource. And my pawn just promotes. That's it. It's basically game over. Um, and then, of course, there was mutual blunders after, so... But that was a moment I was like, yeah, why would I play knight of five? I realized that my knight is just too beautiful to trade for a rook. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but in the heat of the moment, you just can't resist. You know, I just couldn't resist. it. I give a check for his king and rook. And uh, yeah, those are the kind of moments where someone who is really, who has great presence of mind, it's not even a chess thing. It's just like having the presence of mind to understand, not to rush and make an impulse move, which is what I did.
0: Yeah, and I think that actually uh, allowed him to equalize the score. But still, yeah. after that, you managed to uh, score back-to-back uh, victories. Do you feel the pressure at that point? How do you deal with the pressure? Do you just like, okay, this is just another match. I will have this type of opportunities in, in, in later on in my career. Like every single week, there's a new match. But you, you still feel the butterflies, right? With everything on the line in the last... No, of course.
1: Well, I would say the nervousness is usually more often before than before during. Before the back. because yeah. during, yeah, during is just you get into it. And once it's one minute, I was very much not thinking about the result. I, I just made sure I knew the match clock, so I knew what to do. Uh, so I knew that the last game a draw would would finish the match. A win would, of course, also finish the match. It was very smooth. I, I wasn't. Yeah, was I was easy. never not winning that game. It actually
0: reminded me of uh, the game against Ali Reza from title Tuesday very similar you just got to completely
1: winning position uh I I just I wasn't too concerned during that game I mean I felt like I was playing the better bullet at the moment I was white uh opening I wasn't super happy about because I decided to like play Knight of three b3 but then he played a Kings Indian setup I didn't really get a good setup but it was about equal and he didn't handle it very well he allowed me to just push my pawns on the Queen side uh it felt like he thought that some sort of mess will happen on the king side but his pieces are so tied down that of course he'll never get the chance to attack me
0: yeah i mean you spent a lot of time with uh, young arjun um three hours of or something along those lines maybe even more than that what do you feel his biggest strengths and uh, weaknesses or Let's call them things that need to be addressed uh for him to to progress in his career,
1: okay, I think he calculates very well um he's a very classy player you know he he's not like a scrapper like some some blitz players are scrappy players they they make a mess out of it they defend very well I think hikaru is an example of that of course he's also a classy player, but he's very much he's a guy who never dies mm. um arjun is more like a classical player who he just plays extremely good correct chess for the most part um he's as a bullet player i mean you know he obviously he he seems to weaken as the time control goes down in a way that let's say a guy like hikaru doesn't as much but it's very clear how strong he is like you can tell it in blitz I think at some point, we kind of assumed that this guy's like a, a blitz player, like there's guys who just specialize in blitz. And then we realized that he's not a blitz player. He's just a very strong player. So of course, he's good at blitz. And then it it was because his, his uh, classical rating was kind of lagging behind. And like he was winning blitz tournaments. And then suddenly his, his classical rating just uh, caught up. And now he's like 2730 or, or whatever he is, I, I'm not sure their exact number. but uh but he's legitimately a near top player we would say
0: it almost feels as you describe his style that he's very similar to you in some regard um no no style. no I, I
1: actually disagree I'm I'm a very scrappy he, really? player I'm I'm not a classy player at all hmm. I'm like a... would you say
0: you were a classier let's say two three years ago
1: no no I mean or you were always scrappy it's just that I've, I've always had a strength in calculation which allows me to play sometimes very precisely in classical play. Mm. But in rapid and blitz, I, I, am just a very scrappy player. I, I get bad positions very often. I'm, I'm pretty decent at uh, not losing from bad positions. Uh, my only weakness in that is that I tend to blunder low on time, but, but I, I I would say that overall, I'm more like a guy who, who gets random positions and then the big games become random. It's not a very attractive thing, (laughs) but it at least makes for fun chess. And it also, it is good to have defensive skills, which, uh, generally speaking, I have, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't know everyone has such a unique style that I wouldn't say I play like Arjun. Hikaru plays like Anish, like these things are, it's only for the, um, basically for the tabloids to say, you know, so they have a story. The tabloids? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, to use this figure TFG, of speech. The uh, yeah, the chest like Yeah, <laughs> the chest <laughs> TMZ. I mean, you have to like describe a player, you have to like give it a clash of styles like Hikaru is the uh, the bullet master against Magnus, the endgame grinder, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's about it's, the narrative. It's not really the case, yeah. I mean, uh, style is not so one-sided right it's very it's a very complex thing
0: yeah i think that's uh, actually one of the things that the commentators during uh, during the uh, match were pointing out the fact that you pretty much silence the critics now nobody can say that your rapid blitz or anything short time control is your weaker side by any stretch of the imagination and that was pretty much obvious for a very long time to i guess the insiders but yeah i mean everybody can see uh, that you've improved in that regard quite significantly in the last few years. So, yeah, fun match, super fun match. Now you're just pretty much sitting on the sidelines waiting to see who uh, you're going to meet next. It's okay, between I mean, Magnus I'll, and... Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, and, let's, uh, let's be Kukesh, real. It's, right? it's, it, it's almost certain to be Magnus. I, I don't want to... Uh, you keep saying that. You keep you, you keep saying he's like a ninety plus
0: favorite, ninety 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 plus percent favorite to win that match. You you really believe that, huh?
1: Yeah, ninety five plus. I mean, I don't want to take plus. away anything from Gukash. It's like he's a great player. It's just that he he's not going to. There there are very few paths to victory for him. It's a very long match, and he has to outplay Magnus, who is dominant in these formats over multiple time controls for three hours
0: have you seen argentine versus saudi arabia this is like 30
1: game matches right no i understand that anomalies happen i mean <laughs> i know that Gukesh can win it's not that i'm saying he's incapable of winning i mean he's a 2740 player yeah he can win uh but it's a very small chance but yeah small chances sometimes come to fruition it's true yeah yeah I
0: mean look all right well we'll put it out in the universe or uh, you know well I don't I almost don't feel like assuming the result um, before it actually happens but I don't know when is our next podcast so right now is on the 23rd our next one is going to be okay next Thursday we still have plenty of time until we actually know um who you're going to play so let's not discuss that right now. Yeah we're going to wait for that yeah yeah
1: also you know i don't like to comment on my own matches um, yeah 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 or to comment on the result beforehand it's just um whether i'm playing someone whether i'm a heavy favorite or heavy underdog or 50 50 i just would prefer not to uh to speculate about it before the match because it feels very strange it's a personal thing for me it's like i can't speak unbiasedly about my own performance (laughs) about my own chances before something happens no, it's not it's not even about
0: necessarily chances, but rather, you know, just how you see this match more or less developing or you know what you're looking forward to in terms of uh, a particular matchup. And obviously, a match against Magnus is always extremely exciting, right? Um, and I think you've played yeah, that's true. That's your true. last match when in in Fischer Random in 2019, probably that was the last match that you played against Magnus. No, you
1: asked me that last time. <laughs> Did I? It was in the Clutch Chess in 2020. Oh, Clutch
0: Chess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was but, a great
1: match. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's. I mean, we'll see what happens first. Even though Magnus is a huge favorite against Gukesh, he still has to win it. It's a uh, you know he just can't he can't go and say I'm Magnus and the match is over (laughs) uh so we can't really talk about who I'm playing until we know for sure absolutely absolutely
0: (laughs) no that's going to be a fun one and actually that's going to happen um in many days from now I think December 6th is uh that match scheduled so still plenty of time I guess your next match is going to be in something along the lines of more than two weeks so plenty of time yeah. to uh, to get ready for that uh what else has been happening in the chess world I think so today we found out what the semi-finalists are for uh, the world team championship and in fact a lot of things have happened I think a lot of very strong teams that we discussed uh, in last last week's podcast uh, got eliminated so uh, the Netherlands got eliminated actually did you see this game between Ivanchuk and uh, Van Forest.
1: Nine to seven. This
0: ninety-seven. Right? Yeah. Oh, that, that was such a nice move. <laughs> I mean, obviously, once you see yeah, it, yeah, ninety-seven was beautiful. It becomes right. obvious, but it's such a nice move. Completely no, unexpected. No, it's not yeah. a,
1: It's not let's say a difficult move. It's not a difficult move per se. It's a move that would come to mind because we've seen themes like that, but you almost never see it happen over the board. Yeah. Uh. It's, it's very beautiful uh, I mean it must have been a pleasure for him to play
0: that yeah 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 and it couldn't happen to uh a, a guy that enjoys this type of moments uh more than Ivanchuk yeah he 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 lives for this type of moments he's an artist so uh, yeah that was a really cool sight to see so Netherlands is out the US is out I think they actually won the first match um I'm not hundred percent sure against who, but they won the first match and then they kinda of fought their Wait, head.
1: did what? Did they make it? No. They didn't. No, 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 no. They're they out, end, right? They're out. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they didn't make it to the knockout stage at all. No. No,
0: they, they they didn't. They they were out from the group stage. Um I think so they started I'm, off. I'm looking well.
1: at the brackets now. Yes and it's uzbekistan india which is interesting it's uh in both cases young very young teams um mm-hmm. uh, uzbekistan are the olympic champions so they have a very young team it's and they've abdu been Sattar, dominating still sindarov they, they
0: they 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 don't have abdu Sattarov and they've been dominating
1: yeah it's very surprising to me still because I, I know how strong they are but other teams are by rating favorites like without abdu Sattarov, uzbekistan is a rating underdog against most teams exactly uh, like they are they are rating underdog against uh you know netherlands for sure for example right it's it's, a, it, it's impossible to uh to argue otherwise with anish and jordan and
0: uh anish did not play the first few matches
1: and uzbekistan sorry anish did
0: not play the first few matches so anish was in yeah. san francisco and i think he didn't make it in the first few matches um so that's why they did not make it out of uh, the group stage
1: yeah so so now they play yeah uh, netherlands didn't make it mm-hmm. and now india plays uzbekistan and india i feel like it is a stronger team vidit is a 2700 plus player Nihal is extremely good at fast time controls and he's nearly 2700. Um SL Narayanan is very good as well. I've played him. He's he's a really tough opponent. He's good. Very uh, good. Secureon is Yeah, I, all these guys are very well-rounded, balanced players, stable. I feel like India should be the the favorite in this match between India and Uzbekistan.
0: I don't know, man. Uzbekistan is 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 really doing very well. Um, they have Sokolov as their captain, so it seems like there's something really clicking for them. Um, with with okay, that but... captainship and, and and that team, it's a very young team. It's a very motivated team. They've won, you know, uh, the Olympia that was absolutely huge, and I think they have no, a lot I of incentive mean... as well. Just motivation, incentive. I know the government is helping them quite a lot and um you know uh, there is uh lavish praise whenever they win this type of uh events and and a lot of financial incentives as well so I think yeah I don't know I like I like Uzbekistan as well
1: really yeah I mean okay like don't get me wrong Soglov is I'm sure a great coach but the coach feels like a secondary thing here absolutely but i mean okay the coach can bring some you know spirit to the team i think that's
0: what he brings i think it's 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 that gelling of the
1: team right the
0: spirit you know the the pep talks before uh the matches you need somebody with with an aura next to you that kind of pushes you and gives you that that edge right
1: or you don't feel me it wouldn't be I mean, as a player, I wouldn't care who my captain is very much. Uh, Again, no disrespect meant to any captains. I mean, especially like Ivan, you know, he he spearheaded the team to an Olympic victory. So uh, there's definitely a lot of credit there. But personally, like once I'm playing a game, I don't think about who my captain is, you know? Right, right. Right. Uh, but okay we'll see it's it's gonna it, it's not gonna be an easy match for either team just feels <laughs> like India is more established right these these guys are more established as potentially top tier players
0: sure you take India I'll take Uzbekistan I'll go with uh youth
1: and uh fair enough and, wait and, wait wait India's young what do you mean youth Nihal is like uh 17 <laughs> fitted <laughs> is like <laughs> that's true this, that's this true. team is like average age Okay Vi- i
0: mean Vidit is already uh, an old guy by 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 Uzbekistan standards wait. Vidit is an old guy
1: Was Vidit born in 96 or or what? Yeah of course i mean he's like 20 something he's like 25 26. Yeah yeah i mean okay he, he's obviously not, extremely
0: he's not, young. Not, uh... yeah I'm, I'm i'm joking here but uzbekistan yeah, yeah, yeah. has uh, has the super young guys right I think they're around like true. 20 They have some really Yeah that's true <laughs> Vahidov probably is like the oldest one and he's um 25 26. cool um
1: the other team is china spain that's that's an interesting
0: one who do you take in that one
1: i feel like spain i i might be making a mistake here thinking that like i know the spanish guys better so they're, they're more familiar to me so i like rank them higher i've never played these chinese guys Really? Um, Lu Shang-Lei? Yeah, like... I- I've never played any any of them in a classical game. Bai Jun-su? Bai Junsu is I've really never good. played any of them. I've played them online, but never in a classical game. Mm. I-, I know Lu Shang-Lei is, uh, is very dangerous. Mm. Uh, I don't know the other guys. Like I haven't even seen many of their games. So it's hard for me to comment. Bai Junsu is 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 very 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 good uh Xuxiang Yu, I
0: don't think is playing as much but overall a very solid player and Lee D Lee is a very uh enigmatic player um I don't see him play very often but obviously you know you have these guys like Lee Li D you have uh, guys like Machoon um who are just like established 26 hundreds that don't play or at least I don't yeah. see them in in a lot of tournaments so i have no idea how to assess their their play i know they're extremely powerful and they're extremely um, cultured very very cultured players and and they train a lot with uh, all the other chinese um, and i think that gives them a lot of strength everybody knows that whenever you go either to china or india um as uh as as a westerner you you're uh probably going to lose some rating (laughs) so because these players just don't simply don't play that much but they're extremely extremely strong
1: yeah that's that's the thing about Chinese players is they their ratings stay a bit lower yeah because they don't play outside of China and very often they don't even play FIDE rated games but they're definitely working and playing chess and we just don't see it because it's more behind the scenes so they're it's hard to judge while Spain we know these guys very well like I mean Shirov is on the team right he was a top player for decades so
0: it's Santos Latasa Jamie who I think is doing
1: quite well uh Anton he's
0: very uh, good Anton yeah Anton obviously is extremely good quite established
1: obviously Shirov we know very good
0: player Shirov extremely extremely good you not playing that much I think Santos Ruiz is uh the more established let's say fourth board and i think he's been uh, scoring some very important victories as well in fact i think the one that gave yeah. them uh the first group stage win against uh, who did they win in uh in the first uh, group stage match in the quarterfinals ah they beat uh azerbaijan so i th- anton and um miguel santos won the two important victories in the second match to give them the overall match victory against Azerbaijan I would expect yeah probably them to once again play and UFA stay on the sidelines at least for the first for the first mat- match
1: you'll yeah, you'll get would, Spain yeah say, yeah let's take Spain because they beat Azerbaijan I mean Azerbaijan is so strong right
0: we thought that they were going to That's... win.
1: Oh, by and Azerbaijan were the favorites. I mean... Uh, Huge look favorites. Look at their team.
0: Huge favorites,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Temur, Shakriar, Mamedov, uh, the younger guy, Suleymanli, also very good. Asadli, also a younger guy. Gadir Gusena. I mean, very good team. So, Spain beat them. China beat Poland, also very good. But to beat Azerbaijan is quite, quite special. Yep.
0: Look, I'll go with the Latinos I'll go with Spain. also they just destroyed Costa Rica uh 7-0 in the World Cup I feel there's uh you know um there's some spirit there uh, around the Spanish no, team it's so. in the air, yeah. I I it's in the air I'm gonna take Spain as well um I say Spain I also Uzbekistan Spain. you say Spain India in the grand finals and then who do you think is going to be the grand victor of um of the tournament india or spain
1: india i'm taking india I'll take this Uz- team is very tough vidit Nihal, Nare, sl narinan sashi uh saturman i mean such a tough team it's it feels like they are the favorites if if you had to pick one team out of the remaining four to me it feels like they're the favorites
0: i'm taking uzbekistan all the way
1: wow all the way babies wait so you think Uzbekistan are going to be the world team champions the Olympic champions Uh, I mean they have to share a little bit no
0: no 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 I think they're going to win ever I mean look the U.S is out so I don't you know I cannot be accused of uh being a traitor I'm going to take Uzbekistan all the way through (laughs) Romania didn't even make it to the group stage so (laughs) no 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 it's it's fine
1: (laughs) <laughs> what fun. else
0: is uh is 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 new in the chess world do we have anything so I'm I'm
1: I know that we already talked so much about the chess boxing but I'm watching there's like trading videos from the chess pro channel of Aman training with uh someone was there I, I I did not I did not check the new the new stuff yeah there's there's a train video and also like Andrea Botas has a lot of uh boxing content kind of uh-huh out uh-huh uh so she's training a lot okay so this is what I'm stuff. hearing
0: I don't know if this is true but this is what I'm hearing I'm hearing that Andrea is going to do the boxing and Alexandra is going to do the chess playing
1: yeah that's what I heard too
0: so that kind of changes
1: everything well I mean I'll be honest like fair what <laughs> I mean you know once once you're winded and you've been running around and uh, you know trying to dodge punches that like that kind of affects your chest a little bit absolutely one like, hundred you know just sitting down fresh and not having to do any physical exercise beforehand or during
0: 100 percent. that's
1: uh that's a bit of a plus no
0: no I I mean this is like all close to borderline cheating yeah I mean, I, I I would be having Alexandra do push-ups on the side for the duration of the round and then have to play chess. I mean, she has to do something while they fight.
1: Yeah, so when we did this push-up chess stuff, right, in Toronto, which we uploaded the video on our channel, I realized that you do a little bit of exercise and it's difficult to concentrate on chess so much. It's like, yeah, okay, push-ups are not very strenuous exercise. You're not getting winded and you don't have another person coming at you. So it's it's very different from boxing. But even that, it, I realized that I sit down at the board. I'm like, I don't feel like playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> so, So it must be very difficult, especially when you're doing something very, very demanding and challenging like boxing. Yeah. Yeah, no,
0: for sure. For sure um so i think more or less have we decided are we going i think we're going right yes we're, we're we're making the trip to to la
1: yes we will
0: are you trying to get I'm, I'm
1: really enjoying these videos of andrea boxing i mean and there's also one where like they're, they're doing other workouts they have a lot of workout stuff on their channel and they're also like have one where they're boxing and playing chess so we we have some insight into if she would be a good chess boxer
0: yeah i would actually like to i think we're actually going to connect with the Bote sisters while in l.a um shoot some some content with their them uh maybe get them on the podcast should be a good time in l.a
1: yeah yeah it should be, be fun have you ever been to l.a uh yeah of course many times oh huh. I I lived in Santa Barbara for a few months and since the airport in Santa Barbara is rather small and doesn't really have any good connections except to LA yeah. I would I would usually fly into LA and then take a bus which is about two hour uh trip to Santa Barbara uh so I spent some time in LA as well
0: yeah 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 we'll have to figure out the tickets we'll have to figure out where we're staying. Um who's traveling with us things of that nature but what are we going to do about the tickets are we are we buying tickets or are we trying to like get in is is, is anybody I mean I feel <laughs> I mean you're such a
1: I mean you're you're a superstar you to, like... you're,
0: you're, you're not you're not supposed to buy your own tickets I don't know I, I I feel you shouldn't be
1: we can like have a chess boxing match with Lawrence to determine who buys the tickets
0: <laughs> wait wait in preparation wait 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 so how would this work in preparation so, let's say so we you land have on to, thursday
1: right you have to fight lawrence because i i can't obviously uh so you fight lawrence and whoever wins gets the tickets i mean lawrence whoever wins, has tickets uh, doesn't look, get look, whoever wins gets their tickets paid for
0: no but lawrence doesn't need his tickets paid for that's true <laughs> so,
1: it so doesn't seem like a good proposition for him, does it?
0: How, how do we do this <laughs> how do we do this
1: um, i think we might have to take one for the team here just get our own tickets
0: okay in that case what type of tickets do we get do we get uh ringside do we get uh the uh nosebleeds what what do we do
1: what's the budget fabi oh i i misunderstood you i thought you meant the plane tickets no no, no the not the plane tickets, tickets the, the actual no, we're, we're fight good. tickets we're good we're good christian we got the tickets you got the
0: tickets we got the tickets that's what i'm asking fabi so yes. you, got yes. right, yes, you got the connection all right you got the connection okay 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 in that case i'm not worried about it excellent
1: i thought you meant the plane tickets i was gonna say let's take the greyhound if, if we're really slumming it you know <laughs>
0: no we're not taking the Greyhound. we're definitely not taking the Greyhound. all right we're getting uh yeah we should definitely get tickets soon that should be a good trip we're going to stay there for like four days shoot some content with pretty much everybody that's around um we'll connect with the chess bras we'll connect with the bota sisters so that should be fine cool what else is uh what else is new i think we're pretty much covered a lot of things ah yeah thanksgiving happy thanksgiving to everybody that's celebrating um are you going anywhere for thanksgiving what's your plan
1: yeah i'm leaving tomorrow uh yeah i'm traveling for thanksgiving see family yeah uh you you are already seeing uh seeing relatives yes for, in massachusetts uh,
0: Yeah yeah visiting with the parents of uh of my fiance so um yeah it's it's a good time it's a very nice time here I I, I really like this place it's, uh in the mountains very quiet um very relaxing a bit chilly and breezy which is always something that I enjoy during the winter months so yeah it's it's definitely a good time you're not gonna watch my cats that's that's a bit disappointing
1: your cats are taken care of they're
0: fine that's what I've heard yes yes but people were asking for uh videos of you cat sitting
1: yeah I'm afraid those will have to wait (laughs) yeah all right
0: cool Fabi I think we're uh more or less good to go episode 12. we've made it episode 13. are we going to do anything special for episode 13.
1: So why it's a why spooky, would episode 13 be special it's a spooky oh, go. yeah we can do it on friday friday the 13th yeah yeah we've
0: been pretty consistent with uh scheduling okay we'll figure it out fabi always a pleasure congrats on the win thank you and uh happy thanksgiving and happy thanksgiving yeah. to everybody watching Happy thank Thanksgiving. once again for uh for watching for tuning in thanks for all the support and we'll see you uh, in the next video Cheers guys